Welcome to Broke to Rich with KB, where we believe wealth is a mindset. B2R is a community space that promotes physical, financial, and mental wellness by highlighting personal experiences and offering educational tips to break cycles and habits that prevent you from being free to think, feel, and move as you want, being your authentic self. I'm KB, and let's get into it. In this episode of We Don't Know What We Don't Know, let's get into credit, specifically credit cards. I have heard other people share their journey, credit card journey, (laughs) of it being on a college campus, credit card companies being set up and like targeting them being targets. I went to a HBCU unless I was blind or I did not see it. I didn't see it (laughs) like they weren't on my college campus. However, (laughs) my experience started a family member put a card in my name. How did I find out, you ask? Yo, I am on spring break. I will never forget. I don't know, maybe like sophomore year or so on spring break. Remember vividly being in Burlington's with my dad. I get a phone call at Capital One. They called me and said, excuse me, Ms. Bland. Are you going to pay your credit card bill? And I'm like, yo, I have no credit card. I go back and forth with them for a little bit. And then eventually I just start asking more questions. And I was like, hold up. I know who did this. And I hung up the phone. Call the family member about it. And they all mute and mum, which I find interesting just because people find their voices when it's necessary, I guess. And when you're in fault, I don't know. And to this day, I never fully got a explanation of why. Money conversations are still that way, but I'm older now. So I definitely, and if it impacts me, I am vocal. Okay. But back to the story, the balance was $750. That was the limit of the card. And that was the balance of the card. I remember going home, having a conversation and I'm like, why? I didn't get an answer on why. Of course I was like, well, give me the card. They bring me the card dramatic fashion, they cut it. And I'm like, the money's already spent. The debt is already there. The damage is already done. What was that going to do? I like at the moment, I just, and even to this day, I'm just like, oh, that was mad dramatic, but all right, cool, whatever. Let's talk about payment. Who ended up paying that off? Yo, me as a broke college student, I still find that crazy to be put in that situation where my credit journey was started. And You weren't even sneaky enough to like pay the balance, to pay the credit. But that's what happens. We overextend ourselves, whether we mean to or not in general. And there's a negative effect of that. And then you can't even come back. Listen, traumatizing to say the least. But that situation happening to me, it did not end there. Okay, but that was in college. No one ever had a conversation with me about credit and how important credit was. They definitely don't teach you that in high school which I feel they should, but that's a whole nother story because home ec could be turned into some things to really help you kind of prepare for life going into adulthood, so to speak. But no one had the conversation with me, but what I do know is just, it's a bill, so it should be paid and it should be paid on time. I don't know where that came from. I don't know if it's just what you see in the movies or whatnot, or just hearing or kind of seeing around, that's how things should go. But yeah, like no one ever had that full conversation with me. 
So that was during college. I paid the card off. I can't remember specifically if I asked them about keeping it open or not. I do believe they clo- I, we had them close it and I paid that debt off. All right. Post-college. That's when you like, oh, this credit thing is real. Like when you're starting to get things, and I don't say post-college, just as you get older, because some people don't go to college, but just you realize how important credit is and what credit is used for. They was running my credit to get an apartment. I had to get a car. And this time I was getting it in my own name. And again, they running your credit. Then when I got to the stage of buying my first home, they running your credit. But by then, your girl had learned better. You hear me? on how important that thing was. So I got the credit card in college. And then probably sophomore year, junior year or so, the car I had from high school, it died. Like as again, a broke college student, every time I was going home, I was putting $100 parts in that car. And I went to school eight hours away. And I was like, I needed something reliable. Luckily, so like my family kind of came together and were like, well, let's figure out how we can get her a car that's reliable. End up with a car note. As a broke college student, okay? But I didn't have to do it alone. But I bring that up to share my experience after that credit card of how credit was important. So they're running their credit. It was my uh, one of my parents and my grandmother, my maternal grandmother. I hear me talk about her all the time. Them trying to figure out what to do. And so, you know, they run a credit. They come back with an interest rate. Learn about interest rate. That interest rate impact the payment, man. Listen. The interest rate we got stuck with at that time, if I knew now what I knew then, I mean, I don't know what options I would have had. I guess it would have been like maybe trying to just go to college without a car somehow, right? Like just you think about those privileges. Yes, I had a car, but I could have gone through college without a car. It would have been probably Greyhound and I couldn't take as much stuff or my parents having to make a way to come, you know, and kind of help me drop my stuff off and pick my stuff up, right? But needless to say, We get a car note that was manageable and I was fortunate enough to help, right? My granny, bless her soul, she found it in her budget. She helped your girl out. She paid half of it. My car note was $400 and I was working. Like I had work study and I was an RA and I had a job, okay? (laughs) So I was responsible for like my maintenance, my gas, my portion of the car note. So I didn't go at it alone. By all means, I like my family tried to do what they could help me do. But baby, learn about that interest rate, how that credit impact that interest rate. And that yields into that car note. Drastic kind of alarm or flag went off. Right. And so that was during college. And as I said, post-college, I realized how the credit is used for everything, not just getting a car. All right. So I'm working. I get my own credit card. All right. (laughs) Again, still didn't have a conversation with anyone about just tips or how you should use it and what you should look for and all of these things. So I'm learning as I go. I'm working. So I'm like, cool. I'm sitting here. I'm using a card. I'm using a card. And I guess truthfully, maybe I was spending more in a billing cycle. Listen, that's another term for (laughs) y'all in a billing cycle to where I couldn't afford to pay my balance. So then I was carrying over in a balance and you don't want to carry over a balance. Right. So that's how I was using the card. And I got to use it for like I didn't have intention with the card or a purpose. It was just there. Whoop, whoop, kind of swiping. It's like, oh, I can pay that later. I can pay that later. And the interest rates on cards, they almost like 20 percent. And you do the math, that joint adds up. And even if you don't want to do the math, just look at that little bitty portion that says 
how long it would take you to pay your balance off, paying the minimum, okay? So that's another thing. Listen, pay more than that minimum (laughs) if you need to use the card, all right? So that was then. That's how I used to use it with no intention at all, uneducated. And when income tax time would come around, when I would get an income tax back, it was me paying off my debt. And I was like, oh my gosh, no, I don't want to do this. This ain't the way that I want to do this. So then I started kind of becoming more disciplined because I was like, I get this extra money, but I don't get this extra money. I'm paying catch up on credit card debt or a bill or something like that, right? Because your credit is used to get lines of credit and that can be across any form. If you want to get some furniture, if you need to get a medical procedure or anything like that, these folks are ready to give you credit. Good thing, bad thing, right? So recognizing that I made a change and I was like, something has to give, right? So started learning more about taxes and the W-4s, which, yo, starting any job, filling that out, I ain't really know what I was doing. I just, I would call my mom and be like, hey, what should I put in what box? And I'm guilty, y'all. I did that with my first corporate job out of college. Y'all was still calling her. But listen, you learn better. You do, like, you learn more, you do better. And I was able to do that. So what I ended up doing was, all right, playing with the math. If I can be in a situation where I'm balanced or I owe you like $400, I'm okay with that because I'd rather get more money on each paycheck than me giving max out to the government when y'all ain't going to give me my money back. So honestly, that was probably like the first kind of sign of like, okay, you're doing too much. And then sitting back and kind of learning things started popping up kind of on social media. And then my circle, the people that were around me, my duties at work. I learned so much in regards to how to use credit cards, right? So like, cause one thing I always talked about even in high school was saving money. I didn't know how to save the money and make the money make money for me as it is now. Cause I would have started investing back then, but I would save. I knew how to do that, right? But it's building that capital and growing off of that, right? All right. What I moved to was the intention part of credit cards, okay? So I do have more than one. I will admit one I absolutely never use. It's my emergency card. Like depending on your financial situation, I feel is how this I, me, (laughs) I'm not telling you what to do, but depending on the financial situation, that just you're in, know what you can afford to do. Please do not overexert yourself and don't spend money that you don't have yet. I was doing that too and then get my feelings hurt. Just do what you can do first and understand what it is that you can do, all right? So for me, I have a credit card that is for emergencies only. And then again, learning from my duties, two things, actually like three things. Get a credit card that you either get cash back, that cash back can go to something else, or you can accure miles or points that you can convert that into either cash or a trip or just something else you pay off, something that you paid for. Also, remember when I talked about that statement balance? This is where you have to be intentional with your spending and how you're using that card because you want to pay that off. So the way that I use my credit card now, I use it instead of my debit card. Every place that I can, I use it instead of my debit card because I do my budget every month. My budget doesn't fluctuate much. So it's pretty stagnant. It's my bills. It's my groceries. It's extra stuff that I need to buy for the house and whatnot. So I'm not spending what I don't have. I'm just delaying when I spend it. All right. And from what I've learned 
right? The timing of when you pay that helps your credit, right? Because then you look bomb when it's reported to the credit cycle, like, oh, look at that credit usage. Because the credit utilization, that's another word. That thing is important. And they say you want to stay below 30% out of everything. So we're going to do something on credit to just kind of share some little tips that I've learned. Me, I've learned. I'm not a financial expert, but just what I've learned in this journey of life that I have here on earth. So that's how I use my card. Now, I do have more than one credit card. So once I moved out of the country, I have two credit cards that I primarily use. One of them is like reoccurring bills, pretty much. I'm helping family build their credit. Hey, 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 that's another thing. So I didn't know, and I learned this from one of my best friend's mom. She did this for her as a grown up. And I was like, dang, I didn't even know you could do that. So listen, my niece, I was leaving the country. I think I was already out of the country. My niece, I was like, okay, she's gonna be turning 16 soon. So my oldest niece, I got her a credit card on my account. Now, y'all better, again, make sure you're prepared to, to handle that. Because if you're responsible for that credit, no matter how they use the card, all right? So I could have chose to not give her the card, but I gave her the card because I try to give her a little bit of money to spend each month just to help out the household. So, okay, that's another thing. How I use it, the two cards, that one card is reoccurring bills, help my family build up their credit scores. And then my other card, I got it. Again, this is how you gotta do your research on these cards. So I was moving out of the country, and knowing that some of the cards are kind of U.S. driven or you get the benefits from U.S. So I ended up getting a card that gave me more benefits to these lounges, the airport lounges all over the world. So I'm not even going to hold y'all. That is why I primarily got my second card that I use. And that's how I use it now. So to recap it all, use your credit card with intention. Have a plan. Be honest with yourself and know what you're spending your money on and know what you can afford. All right. So again, you could use it for emergencies. You have one tucked away, put that thing in a safe. Don't carry it on you if you aren't disciplined enough. All right. Or even give it to someone else. Or that emergency could be anything house, home related, car related, family related. So yeah, emergencies. Two, do research on the card. And again, look at what fits for your lifestyle, all right? So it's some that you earn three times the points for groceries or going out to eat and like all of this other stuff. So figure out what works for you. Those can build points and miles. You can use them as cash. You can transfer them to like for travel. I saw something on TikTok or, or Twitter where a lady was like, I traveled so many places and I spent no money. She did with her credit card, but she used the miles to make that happen. And then the other way, if you are in a place, you, again, do not overextend yourself, you could help your people around you build credit. And you could do that in two forms. You get the card in their name and you keep it, okay? Or you can give them the card and however y'all choose to handle that. But also trying to help people, don't put yourself in a situation to like just cause extra stress in a relationship, okay? But we're not gonna go into that today. Or now, all right? So lifers, broke to rich lifers. <laughs> Just because your journey may have started off bad or negative, you got yourself in a hole, it doesn't mean that you have to stay there. I didn't start off, obviously, in a healthy state. I was fortunate enough not to get myself into like five figures of credit card debt with like, oh my gosh, how am I gonna get myself out? But I have people in my circle who have, 
It's taking them some time, but they educated, they learned, and they dug themselves out of those holes. So do not feel like you have to stay there. You can correct, learn how to use it, and then use it for your benefit. All right. Again, we do not know what we don't know. And I can't stress that enough. All right. And know that there's nothing wrong with that because your environment, other people or your parents, your family, whoever was there above you, they can't teach you something they don't know. It's not their fault. So we had to have empathy there for them. But I will say this, you can choose to remain ignorant or you could try to learn. We all have choice. All right. So what side are you choosing? What side are you choosing? But in all seriousness, this is what Broke to Rich is about. We are about growth. We are about going from broke to rich, not just financially, because wealth is so much bigger than that. And I can't stress that enough. All right. Broke to Rich Lifestyle. We are a community trying to grow, elevate, and bring the people up around us. So join the community. You can sign up on the email list. You can join up, follow us on one of the social media platforms, but just get into the conversation. You can either come to learn, come and share your story, your experience, share tips, come to learn, come for some encouragement. So you don't have to do it alone. All right. Broke to Rich is here because we are a family like a giant tree even if we came from the same parents. Thanks for listening. I hope you were able to take something away from this episode. If so, please share and let us know. Hell, if you have a story or tips to share, share that too. It takes a village and with each of us doing our part, we can grow and reach a level of freedom unimaginable. See you next week. Watch which podcast.